Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for July 10th, 2020. Still getting through it. Um, have a little over 10 days left, about almost two weeks, 12 days or so left of cancer season. So this entire episode is going to be about the sign of cancer. And right now, on this day, we have the sun in cancer. We still have Mercury retrograde. Uh, for another week in Cancer. We have had two new moons in Cancer, which is fairly rare. We've got a new moon coming up uh, in 10 days on July 20th. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about the sign of Cancer and also read to you from uh, Capricorn Rising because that's what I have been consumed with right now. It is my intent to get this finished by the end of the summer so that you can read it all. And as I mentioned before, it is a, a memoir and also a kind of an instructional handbook or a book about astrology. <laughs> so it's all over the place, just like I am. Um, but I, again, wanted to share it with you all and um, ask you, just check in with you. How are you doing after that sort of really wild lunar eclipse? What happened uh, to and for you on the 4th of July? I had a really interesting day. You know, I, I am a double Capricorn. I have Venus in Capricorn too. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Capricorn Ascendant, Venus in Capricorn. And um, my this lunar eclipse was kind of like right on my, my Venus. It was opposing my moon in Cancer. Um, so there were a lot of aspects to it. And of course, we're in this just fucking horrible, you know, crap that we're all in here. This, the pandemic, the, uh, you know, the, the sadness and intensity of the protests, um, the, you know, horrendousness of our leader and our government. There's a lot going on and it's tough. The energy is just tough, um, regardless of how things are in your life. But I wanted to share with you an interesting thing that happened. That day, we went to a very small, um, you know, fairly socially isolated party at some good friends of ours here in Las Vegas. And randomly, this also an old friend of mine from the Bay Area was passing through Las Vegas uh, day before, July 3rd. Um, and she, her car broke down, essentially and she needed a new transmission. And it was gonna take a while, possibly even an entire week. So that was really trippy. Anyway, she ended up staying with us for about six days. And um, on the 4th of July, we went to our friends and we had a really nice day. You know, it was very restrained and moderated, but we swam in their pool and hung out outside, even though it was super duper hot. Um, and it was nice. It was nice to do something because we've been so isolated. Um, and of course we wore our masks <laughs> to the outdoor barbecue and there wasn't that many people. And you know, we all kind of sat separate from, from each other and, but it worked out. Anyway, we left somewhere around nine, uh, and you know, disappointed that the fireworks that in normal, uh, Vegas, they would have would have been visible from their backyard. That were there weren't any, so there weren't any community fireworks to see at all. 
And, um, you know, we were cool with it. Of course, we were just happy to be doing anything. And anyway, on our way home, as we were driving home, suddenly the entire night sky seemed to erupt in what looked to be thousands of individual uh, fireworks shows. Fireworks shows that went up into the sky, beautiful ones with, you know, all of those chrysanthemums and the sparkling and the stars shooting and all of this. And it continued the entire way that we went home. So everywhere we look around us, 360 degrees were just thousands of fireworks. We were disappointed we couldn't see one fireworks show, but instead we got hundreds, 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 probably not thousands, hundreds all around us. And they just continued the entire way home until we got to our home and they were all around us. Our neighbors behind us in the street behind us were doing a light show, which was literally right over our house. And it just went on and on and on. And it was like so bizarre. I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. And as I was standing in the street in front of my house, just watching more than I could imagine, just all these like independent fireworks shows, I got this like this vibe of almost like a mystical experience of of hope, you know, of the sense of something good coming, the sense of power, the sense of, okay, well, you know, the community or the government isn't going to give us a fireworks show, but we're going to do it ourselves. And they seemed to do it safely. There weren't later any issues. The streets were cleaned up, no houses on fire that I know of, no big problems. But in that moment, it was like watching a miracle. And you know, when you see things that seem miraculous, there is a this feeling of expansiveness inside of you. And so I wanted to share that with you and tell you that, um, that I'm extremely hopeful, you know? I gotta tell you that last year, you know, in the month of December, things were just so not that way. And I had just massive intuitions of dread. And in that moment, I felt like something changed, that there was a reset of some form and I wanted to tell you. So interested to know what your own intuitions are in regards to uh, 2020. Um, I know that the last half of this year is going to be grueling and hard, but um, again, I feel this sense of independent spirit and the sense of ability to create hope present. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. Um, so in this time of cancer, I wanted to share with you guys a little bit of what I've been writing. So I'm going to read you an excerpt from my chapter on cancer called Cancer, I Feel. For my seventh birthday, I received a kid's cookbook. I know my younger brothers remember well that I attempted to make most of the recipes in it, including baked Alaska. Pigs in a Blanket was a special favorite of ours and cooking was one of my top creative expressions personally. And as the nurturing and caretaking big sister I attempted to be for my brothers growing up. I've been told many times that I tend to mother the people in my life. From lovers to clients and friends, this role seems to be very instinctual for me with my moon and cancer. But as I've attempted to understand what that really means to me, I find I still have questions. 
astrologically one's moon sign represents one's instinctive motivation and emotional relating style. So what really was mine? To give nourishment to others? To empathize? To experience the unspoken connection of lunar togetherness? To be a mother? I mentioned earlier that I was born under a full moon in the time of Capricorn near the winter solstice. Traditionally, moon in Cancer is said to be a wonderful placement for the moon. Moon is Cancer's natural sign of rulership, and its placement there allows for a very natural flow of emotional relatedness and expression. However, most of us with Cancer prominence seem to have as large a desire for receiving as giving nourishment. There can be a childlike archetype present in Cancer placements. My own moon in Cancer can be babyish, needy, wants to be held and comforted. There's an urgency to the emotional nature with Cancer present. Emotions can be quite powerful too, ranging from naturally flowing to deeply overwhelming. My intense emotionality was really hard to process as a child. In keeping with Cancer's rulership also over the stomach in medical astrology, I got frequent stomach aches, had food allergies, and issues with digestion. I also cried easily, felt everything deeply, was empathetic and compassionate. I'd beat myself up inordinately for mistakes, taking criticism, criticism or slights hard. My empathic nature perceived family members' emotions and took them personally. Although my Capricorn nature contributed to this, my Cancer moon digested information and emotions with great sensitivity, and I'd react in kind, making my behavior seem overly dramatic <laughs> to some of my family members. My Scorpio grandmother, Helen, called me a Sarah Bernhardt and said, you cry if someone looks at you cross-eyed. She herself had a Cancer ascendant, but with Pluto in Cancer and a Leo moon, wasn't terrifically patient or compassionate with others emoting. My Aquarius moon mother was simply bewildered by me. She claimed to have never once felt so intensely or urgently. She kept her own emotional nature filtered through the cool objectivity of Aquarius and clean light of her Virgo sun. Moody Cancer moon child, she'd whisper. Cancer's the second cardinal sign. In the four quarterly seasons, cardinal signs all begin a season. We started the cycle in Aries, the force of new life and beginnings, then moved to Taurus seasons, fertility and flowering, then on to Gemini's birds and bees connections. From here is the next phase, beginning at the summer solstice and the first quarter square aspect of the wheel of the year. In Cancer's summer, the sun is strong, food is growing, yet it's not true harvest. It's a kind of lazy abundance for relaxing and rest, family and flow. Cancer's traditional meanings included mothering, nourishing, parenting. Their color is silver. They have bodily rulership over the breasts and stomach. Their ruling planet is none other than our moon, technically not a planet, but a night sky luminary, second only to the sun in brightness. The moon also has always been associated with the ocean and its tides, essential to all life on Earth. Humans are both gestated in water and primarily made up of it, and Cancer is our first water element sign. Water in astrology is associated with emotions and feelings, with receptiveness, feminine or yin energy. 
water flows and merges, and in order to fully understand the realm of zodiacal cancer, we must sound out, intuit, or feel its energy within us. Science and creation stories from all the world's cultures connect waters with the great mother, source of life's creation. Cancer's symbol is the crab, sidewalking denizen of both land and sea. Their archetypal energetic expression is often inward turning, pointing towards their emotional and interior life or the past. Many can be quite clannish and family oriented, as there's an instinctual tribal lunar quality to them. Regardless of sex, there are always strong themes of mothering in their life's work. Cancer men can even be unconsciously matriarchal, sensing the power in the roles of women. The water element gives cancers a superpower of empathy and compassion, whether they choose to use it or not. Like the crab, this expression is both tough and tender. Cancer does well if they choose to share their generous empathy with those that appreciate it. It's an interesting phenomena to consider how your moon or lunar nature yearns for closeness with its archetype. Look to your own moon. The sign that it's in and aspects to it describe what you instinctually want from others, from life itself. To put it simply, is it a water sign? You want emotional closeness, air, intellectual closeness, fire, inspirational closeness, earth, physical closeness, and you get it. I'm gonna fast forward now in my personal history as we're discussing the sign of cancer and it's very relevant as I have the moon in Cancer, and I've had several relationships with sun and moon in Cancer men. Their solar or active nature, attuned to nurturing, family, and security, met with my lunar or receptive need for it. This attraction began fairly young, and it started with my first real boyfriend, Danny Lucky, with his son in Cancer. I met Danny when I was 15 years old. He was the cutest, most badass boy in our corner of San Francisco. I'll never forget the first time I laid eyes on him. He stood in front of the corner store near his home on Lake Street, licking an ice cream cone, leaning casually into the side of the building, one leg up against the wall. He looked like a male model version of a teenage biker, a Mexican jacks teller from Sons of Anarchy, with a red bandana tied round his forehead, long dark hair, and a leather vest. In fact, at 17, he was already a full-time bike messenger, a bona fide subculture in San Francisco, and extremely good at it. Danny famously set a record for 122 tags or jobs in one day that I'm not sure was ever beat. He had dyslexia, so had to memorize all of the city streets as he couldn't always read a map or the signs. Although a teenager, Danny worked five or six days a week and he was a hard partier, drinking and drugging his paychecks away. He'd cash his check at the corner store, buy a submarine sandwich, and beer and drugs with the rest, all of which were easily obtainable. His parents had broken up when he was quite young, and his father, who owned a messenger company in SF, had remarried and taken his three boys to live with him. Danny was a high school dropout who actually became my hero when I first met him and saved me, at the time, from experiencing myself as damaged, unworthy, and broken at least at first. Danny became my first lover and our dual emotional natures made it a connection of intensity, passion, and obsession. 
We'd break up and reconcile, seemingly monthly, and our relationship seemed part of an up-and-down emotional and traumatized nature present in both of us. Fairly quickly within our year together, Danny became violent with me, pushing, slapping, and later forcing me to have sex with him. It started after one of our breakups and escalated. He'd snuck into my bedroom closet from my open window. When I arrived home from being out with friends, he came out and accused me of cheating on him. It wasn't long afterward that I unfortunately became pregnant. It's an interesting phenomena that many cancer men often have a deep desire to impregnate women. It seems as if there's an archetypal urge to take part in seeding creation. Danny wanted me to have this child, but I can honestly tell you that my mother and I both knew that this was a terrible idea. I was 15 and not physically, emotionally, or mentally ready for motherhood. Fortunately, I was very early into the pregnancy, and this, and my mother's innate spiritual advice to light a candle, have a conversation with the spirit of my unborn child and tell it to come back later, at a time when I could raise it properly, made my decision pain, peaceful and logical, for me at least. Danny took the abortion hard. He'd wanted to have this baby, even at his young age. But with his drug use, violence, and more, I knew, as did my mother, that this was a very bad idea. After the termination, Danny's physical abuse got work. worse. He'd stalk and harass me at home and around town, hide and pop out at various times as I walked to school or my babysitting jobs around the city. He'd slap and harass me. Once, at a friend's party, he walked up to me and put his mouth over my head, grabbing my hair in his teeth and yanking a tuft out. It took my friend Manuel, physically threatening him to stop his attacks. I then didn't see him much afterward, to my immense relief. Much later, I found he had impregnated his next teenage girlfriend several times, and her mother also had intervened and insisted on termination. Over the years, my brothers would give me updates on his whereabouts, that he had found a woman to have his children and had two, a boy and a girl. And then, when he passed away before the age of 30 from a heroin overdose. He had just entered his Saturn return and finished his progressed lunar return and nodal opposition. This is a time when we've lived our 10,000 days, perhaps having done what we came to Earth to do. It's almost always an intense karmic time in people's lives, and my own entree later into this age brought me into my long-awaited role of mother. Mothers, mothering has been one of the most fulfilling roles of my life. I would like to think that I was and am good at it. Actually, since my sons are now both in their early 20s, I think I succeeded at least, at least in the frontline duty aspect of it. Although their father and I divorced, my children's happiness was always a top priority for me. I both worked hard for and truly enjoyed them as children. Burying and raising my boys was very conscious for me, and I was quite content with the job. Your own moon sign and its placement and aspects show how you will mother if a woman and how you will also experience your own mother's mothering. As a child, I was a definite mama's girl, but with a T-square aspect in my chart, two planets in opposition squaring another, that included my moon, I wasn't always fulfilled. I tried to be emotionally close to my mother, whose own nature was not particularly suited for intimacy. 
As children, my brothers and I always seemed to want more attention, energy, time, and things than mother had the ability to give. She locked her bedroom door regularly for space. I remember a dream early into our first year in San Francisco where I was trying to walk from my bedroom to my mother's and confronted a huge wind, a kind of psychic whirlpool which was barring my way. I just couldn't get to her bedroom and what I perceived as safety. It was terribly frightening and isolating, which was often how I felt. Perhaps she put up the energetic barrier as a way of protecting her space. I never knew, but I never forgot that dream. I was always scared at night in our old flat. I heard whispers and saw the edges of long dark dresses pass by the door of my room. Though I cried out, our mother never allowed us to get into bed with her. Dealing with my fears and sensitivities was a giant part of the arduous task of growing up. My own cancer mood made me extremely sensitive to invisible energies of people, places, and things, and my imagination was also tremendously active. I was convinced our house was haunted, and I was also haunted by echoes and memories of other lives, which seemed to repeat themselves in flashes, experienced in dreams and visions and mostly in the loneliness of my bed at night. My mom gave me tips, visualizations, affirmations, but then she left me to deal with fear on my own. In looking at your own chart, find the house that cancer rules. Are you sensitive in this area of life? Is the concept of nurturing food, mothering, or family emphasized? The fourth house of your chart is your foundation, where you come from, your physical home, family, ancestry, etc. Do you have planets there? What is your own experience of family, ancestry, and home? Do you have any planets in the sign of Cancer? Do you relate to being sensitive and perhaps a bit insular in these areas? Here's some, um, just a little bit of an excerpt from uh, what I'm writing for you, I'd love to hear back from you with any um, feedback. I know it's kind of, uh, um, I guess, intimate, but I'm not going to hold back because <laughs> I think it's important um, to share. So if any of you have any issues with, um, you know, obviously with with uh, some deep stuff, like obviously the termination of pregnancy, um, you know, I apologize if it has offended your sensibility, but um, you don't have to listen. So I will put a disclaimer up when um, I put this up. But uh, anyway, if you're listening to this, you probably aren't. And it's important to be real, right? It's important to be honest and authentic. It's important for me to tell my story to you because, um, you know, looking back at the things that we've gone through and seeing them with the light of our own current conscious nature, allows us to process, integrate, and perhaps even glean some wisdom from, especially from a traumatic events, um, events that have happened in our lives. And that's, you know, as you know, if you're listening to this, it's part of the work that I do. So how are you feeling in this cancer time? Um, ponder it, ponder cancer in your chart. Think about it. Think about the idea of mother and mothering of choosing consciously motherhood if you so desire and you can mother many things you know I mean you can mother your animals you can 
mother people in general, you know. Um, I know a lot of people that have cancer ascendants that do not have children, but they're all really involved with food. Isn't that interesting? Um, whether as a career or as a massive hobby. So anyway, I'll leave you with that. Um, I probably will, I'm going to continue to write, 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 write. And um, I'll continue to share, 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 and would love your feedback because that will make me better at expressing this and helping you learn astrology uh, and sending you guys all tons of blessings and love and um, hang in there, okay? Uh, imagine firecrackers, listen to the song Firework, <laughs> whatever. What's that song by um, whatever? You know what? You're a firework. You're a firework, baby. Okay, love ya, bye.